lawgiver to Phoebus, to the father, but primarily to Juno, whose province is the sanctity of marriage. How beautiful Dido was, the cup in her right hand as she poured the libation down between the horns of a milk-white cow. Before the gods were alive to their heaped altars, she had hallowed the day with gifts, and into the riven breasts of the beasts she peered with parted lips in divination of the quivering, live yet entrails. Alas for the poor blind, the psychophantic seers, what oaths, what shrines can minister to a mind diseased? The fires slinked mining through her marrow, the tacit wound sucked inward from her breasts. Unhappy Dido, in frenzy, staggered and reeled through the whole city, like a wild doe in the mountain groves of Crete a shepherd has shot at a venture, at long range, and does not know his lucky shaft has stuck, and the flying barb clings like a burr in its wound. And through the woods and plains of Dicte it reels, the deadly weapon fast in its dying flank. Now she paraded Aeneas the length and breadth of the city, displayed Sidonia and all its wealth, opened her lips to speak, halted in mid-word, and as the day wore on, she yearned for yesterday and its banquet, and wildly begged to hear the story of Troy again, and hung on every syllable of the twice-told, thrice-told, tale. Then he had gone. She was alone in the occluding moonlight. The glittering stars invited her to sleep, but still she patrolled the empty house, and groveling lay on the couch he sat on. Though he had gone, she saw him, she heard him still. She fondled young Ascanius, so like his father she pretended he was, and vented on him the love she could not speak. Half dead at the top, the half-built towers stood. The young neither paraded nor built defences. Everything now hung fire. The threat of the walls and these engines was like an empty frown on the vacant sky. As soon as Jove's beloved wife divined such a turmoil in Dido's heart, and realized neither her vows nor fear for her repute stood as a bar to this overriding passion, she, Saturn's daughter, approached Venus and said, I congratulate you. I have reason to. You and your boy have got reward enough. It is a nine-day wonder when one poor mortal woman is overcome by the conspiring of two gods. But I am not so blind to your concern for my Carthage and its walls. Very well, then. What is to happen? What is the outcome? Why not make peace? Will you not then accomplish all that you had a mind to, by a marriage? Dido is made with love to the mid-marrow. Let us two rule this people together, then. Let her be slave to a Trojan husband, yes, and make her Tyrians over, 
to you for dowry? Venus saw perfectly well the guile in her mind, how she hoped to fend that kingdom of Italy off to the Libyan shore. She saw this, but she said, Would anyone be so mad as to refuse? Choose you to fight? So long as good luck stems out of your proposals? I am the fool of fate. If Jove has willed the city to be the Tyrians in league with the Trojans, if indeed he approves them joined in treaty, if, who am I to tell? It is your office to test him with entreaties. Try. I shall follow you. Queen Juno answered it.